0: Well friends, this morning we are wrapping up uh, the sermon series that we've been going through this month looking at uh, rest and the Sabbath as the hardest commandment we're wrapping it up on a morning when I think so many of us do need a moment of rest. It has been a busy weekend for many of us uh, and so it it seems an appropriate and a perfect subject for this morning, but uh, over the month we've taken a look at rest as something that we were designed for we took a look at exodus we've uh, talked about rest as an act of worship looking at deuteronomy rest as something that can even defend us from idols or from uh, uh, wrong priorities in the world in ezekiel and finally as we wrap up we are taking a look at rest and christ jesus rest as it appears in the four gospels how christ treated rest and what that tells us about rest Uh, and so our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark Chapter 1 verses 29 to 38 friends. Listen now for the word of the Lord As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they told him about her at once He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered at the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And in the morning... While it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him, and when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, please pray with me. Holy God, we have come seeking holy truth and a life of meaning, and so only your truth and your life will do. So may we find grace and truth in this moment, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Not long before the pandemic, in 2018, the U.S. Travel Association put out a report on U.S. vacation trends that showed that 95% of Americans, 95% of us, said that rest, that vacation, was a significant priority in their lives. However, at the exact same time, the same report also found that more than half of us, 55% of Americans, left vacation days unused. To be more specific, 658 million paid vacation days went unused in 2018. And when researchers asked why Americans would pass on resting, would pass on paid vacations, 61% said that they didn't rest because they were afraid. Afraid that they would look replaceable if they didn't keep up. 56% said it was because their workload was too heavy. There was too much to do, too many needs to be met for them to stop and breathe. And even among those Americans who did take a vacation, who did rest, more than half, 54% of those who took vacation said they actually felt guilty about taking that rest guilty about stepping away from their work, guilty about letting up, guilty about resting when there was still so much left to be done. We live in a day and age in which we all value rest. We all say it's a priority. We all know how much we need it, but in which we don't always know how to make rest happen when we still have more work to do. And the problem is that there is always more work to do. One of the biggest misunderstandings that people often have about Jesus Christ's way of life is mistakenly believing that Jesus was always working because Jesus always had work to do, including on the Sabbath. All throughout the Gospels, we read and we find stories about Jesus getting into fights and getting into arguments with the Pharisees and the Sadducees whenever Jesus would heal people on the Sabbath, or whenever his disciples would pick grain, all sorts of instances. And each time, the religious leaders would accuse him of violating God's command not to work on the Sabbath, the commands we read in this sermon series from Exodus and Deuteronomy, and Jesus would always respond with, Famous claims like the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. And from these stories, many Christians have long assumed that Jesus was always working, always healing, always feeding, always teaching. But that isn't necessarily the case. Jesus, a faithful rabbi, never actually disregarded the Sabbath. On the contrary, as Luke 4.16 tells us, every Sabbath day Jesus went to the synagogue as was his custom. Think about it this way. Jesus disagreed with the Pharisees and the religious leaders about what qualified as prohibited work on the Sabbath, but honoring the Sabbath was never up for debate. As biblical scholar Patrick Miller puts it, Sabbath-keeping is a presumption of the Gospels. The issue is not whether one obeys the Sabbath commandment or not. That is a given. The point of contention was how one obeys. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John assumed that their readers knew that Jesus took time to worship and to rest every Sabbath in much the same way that they assumed their readers knew that the sky was blue. It wasn't until the Industrial Revolution and the rise of our modern, I guess, workaholic society that people began to forget the Sabbath and began thinking that Jesus must have been a nonstop worker just like we are pressured to be today. But he wasn't. Jesus honored the Sabbath all his life, and it's important to remember that. However, as surprising as it may be to learn that, and as as impossible as taking a full day off every week may sound to many of us, and may be to many of us, the Sabbath wasn't even the only time that Jesus rested. Not only did Jesus rest every Sabbath day, but throughout his ministry, Jesus constantly carves out little moments in his week when Jesus sneaks away from his disciples, from the crowds, from his labors, in order to go off to some deserted place. That's how the gospel always puts it, a deserted place where he could be still, could feel peace, could rest. And I mean it, this happens all throughout Jesus's ministry. There's Luke 4.42, when at daybreak, Jesus went away to a solitary place. Luke 6.12, when Jesus went up a mountainside to pray. Matthew 14.23, Mark 6.46, the list goes on and on, the point being that as Luke 5.16 puts it, Jesus frequently withdrew to deserted places. Far from the slavishly busy sabbath breaker that we sometimes imagine, Jesus was a savior who made rest a constant habit in his daily life. But the thing to really pay attention to, and the thing to really, the thing to really sit with, I think, in our anxiously fearfully even guilt-driven working society is that jesus carves out this time to rest even though his healings his teachings his ministry his work is never ever done in mark 1:29, at the start of that scripture reading that we heard jesus has just started his healing ministry. Just a few verses before that, Jesus had performed his very first healing uh, when Jesus went to a synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his lifelong custom, and had healed a possessed man. His fame quickly spread and soon hordes of sick and desperate people began coming to him from all over the ill the possessed the broken the ones who most needed god's grace like they needed water and jesus heals all of them but they kept coming the crowd keeps growing the need keeps expanding until as verse 33 says and i love it love this The whole city was gathered at the door. For every miraculous labor Jesus performs, his workload only doubles, maybe even triples, and there is still a massive crowd of people who need him when, in verse 35, early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. How unsettling, and at the same time, how beautiful is that? How much do we wish that we could do the same thing? Jesus' work is critical. His healings, his exorcisms, his feedings, his work is something people are counting on. His work changes lives, and yet Jesus does not wait for the demands to stop before he chooses to carve out a moment of peace. The need would always be there. Jesus will always be surrounded by people who need and depend on him, and if he waits to rest once he gets a chance or once he's through all of his workload, he never will. And as much as it may conflict with our modern mindset, the gospel gives us this sense that Jesus has to find moments of rest. He has to go off to quiet, deserted places to be still, because it's only when our spirits rest that we are able to recognize what truly matters instead of what is simply urgent. Somehow it's only when we are still that we have the clarity to take stock of what defines us and what doesn't. It's only when we feel peace that we have the wisdom to distinguish between the things that we work for and the things that we live for. And it's only when the noise of the hectic world fades, if only for a moment, that we can listen to God's grander purpose call us. As William Willimon once put it, if we do not know what is essential, we will end up doing merely what's important. That's why Christ has to sneak away from the crowd, from the demands and labors that will never end. Christ carves out a moment for peace in his life of constant need so that he can Re center, can refocus, refix himself on the grander purpose that drives him instead of being drowned by the ocean of urgent demands around him. And when the urgent demands find him again, when Peter and the disciples look for him and find him and say, Everybody is searching for him, in response, Christ says, Let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. The crowd needs him. People always need him. But somehow Christ's mission is more than simply meeting other people's needs. Christ's calling is greater than... Just to be constantly available Christ's life must do more than simply meet the demands that the world places on him Christ's life needs to find God's incredible will for him it's because Christ can carve out a moment of rest that he is reminded of what he came to do and can reaffirm the grander purpose that God has placed On his life and when all is said and done that is what rest is supposed to do for all of us rest isn't just meant to be a moment of relaxation of recovery of peace it is that but more than that Sabbath rest is meant to be that one Day that one little moment in our lives when we are able to shut out the relentless noise of the crowds in our lives that always need us and for just a moment listen instead to the whisper of God's voice speaking beautiful purpose and holy meaning into our days. Jesus healed the sick, and it was important work that was never done, but his identity wasn't just to be a busy healer. He was God's beloved child. Just like we might be a nurse, a doctor, a therapist with an endless list of patients, but our patients' needs are never the sum total of who we are. Jesus taught Immense crowds who always needed to hear the truth, but his role was more than just to teach, it was to be the word of God. Just like you might be a teacher, a tutor, a coach, but that vocation is never the truth of your life. Jesus fed, he served, he cleaned, called, forgave, saved, and all sorts of things. But the endless demands of his work was never what gave his life purpose. Just as we can run as many chores, finish as many projects, turn in as many timesheets, and sacrifice as many paid vacation hours as we want in the name of work, but still can miss that grander sense of purpose that fills life with real meaning. But if we find the faith that dares us to be still for a second or two, if we're willing to follow our Savior off to some quiet, deserted place where we can rest and be still with our God, we might Just remember not only what is important but the living meaning that God places in our lives that gives us true life. We live in a very busy day and age, a time when the majority of us are either too scared, too overwhelmed, or feel too guilty to ever really rest. We live in a world full of people, all waiting desperately for the day when their work is finally done and they can finally rest, even if that day never comes. But in an age of endless work, the good news is that we are disciples of a gospel story that creates quiet Places in our lives where we can escape the crowd and the endless need That we are children of a God who invites us to remember in stillness The grander purposes that make us children of God's peace instead of slaves to endless work And we are disciples of a savior who comes to us as we check our to-do lists, clear our inboxes, and run to meet endless needs, and who still extends to us that holy invitation, come away with me to a deserted place and rest. May we have the wisdom to accept it, the will to be still, and the faith to rest. And thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me. Christ Jesus, as you sit beside us this day, let our hearts feel joy to hear you invite us to come away with you. Savior, in our own mornings, our evenings, and our own Sabbath days, let us follow you to the quiet places in our lives where we can be still and know that you are God and where in silence we can remember what truly matters and what is simply urgent. Christ give us the hope, the resolve, the determination, the faith to make Sabbath a reality in our lives that we may live in the peace that you meant for us instead of the busyness this world places on us that we may be children of your peace instead of anxious workers. In Christ Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.